355 jam-packing Wembley Stadium to witness the spectacle. Debbie Boy Smith, you have got to be feeling enormous pressure going into this match for the Intercontinental Championship. Former Olympic champion Lennox Lewis in the corner of the British Bulldog. You will be stepping into the ring with your brother-in-law. The hitman Bret Hart, just as popular as the British Bulldog, Debbie Boy Smith. Brett. You are the Intercontinental Champion. You are my brother-in-law. But when I step in the ring, I never met you. I don't even know you. So let me tell you something, British Bulldog. Take a good look at my face and look me in the eye and tell me you don't know me. He's the one that wanted a shot at the goal. Well, you know something? The British Bulldog, he wanted the big fight. He's got the big fight. I think this big dream of his is going to turn into a nightmare. Tonight, I have the honor of being with my husband, Davy Boy, my brother, Brett, giving them all the support that I can give them. Expect this to be a seesaw, grueling type battle. How bad does he want to hold on to that belt? He doesn't care if the Smith family likes him. He wants to retain his title. Well, this family feud is just about over. A very concerned Diana looking on. Unbelievable intestinal fortitude on the part of both participants. Sunset flip, beat him in two, that's it! He beat him! I can't believe it! One of the greatest matches of all time has just taken place here at SummerSlam! The new Intercontinental Champion, the bell has rung. Welcome to another edition of In-Ring Reality. This, of course, is your news and mailbag edition of the week, returning after the week's absence due to all of the issues that I mentioned with last week's schedule in the rare weekly wrap-up edition that we had to do. Everything should be on track again for next week, I of course will let you know if there are any problems, but we have so many questions to get into because we have questions that were sent in a week ago and questions that were sent in for this week as well. And of course as well, two weeks worth of news to cover. So the first news story that I want to cover was news from two weeks ago on March the 17th, that of course being St. Patrick's Day. Ireland's greatest athlete of all time, Becky Lynch, tweeted out the following. A couple of weeks before this, they were going to let me go. I've been fighting to survive this place since before day one. I'll never be above what I had to do to stay alive. Hashtag happy St. Patty's Day. And below is a picture of her in her NXT debut match against Summer Rae when she had that horrible... Irish dancer gimmick. So Becky revealed to us there a very shocking truth that she was almost let go from WWE and now of course sits as the top star in the company. Not just woman, but star, period. It just goes to show you what perseverance and a willingness to succeed will do for you, but it also makes you think just how different the wrestling business land Scape would be without the man. Of course, as I mentioned a number of times, Becky Lynch is one of my biggest inspirations ever, 
and a big, big reason why my passion for the business was reignited to a flame and this podcast even exists. So the idea of not being able to ever become a Becky Lynch fan is just mind-boggling to me personally. And just take a look at the year that she had that has made her the number one star in WWE. The idea of not having that person is just an unbelievably sad thing. And of course her success has now translated into mainstream. She has the partnership with Head and Shoulders. And then of course it was announced earlier this week that Funko will be releasing a Becky Lynch pop that's an Amazon exclusive. And what happened? Through pre-orders alone, the pop has become the number one toy on all of Amazon.com. And then, of course, she made the appearance at the Golden State Warriors game and cut a promo on Ronda Rousey on the spot, proving why she is the best mic skills in the business today. So just think about everything that I've just talked to you about and take any personal fandom that, like me, you may have for Becky out of the equation and just think how different a place WWE would be without her. The thought just boggles the mind. WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray Bubba Ray Dudley has said that he thinks that Johnny Gargano should stay in NXT because he would be so much better off there than trying to get over on a main roster situation. I think that when Triple H teased this very thing a while back, talking about how certain guys may in fact be NXT lifers, I don't think there's a bit of a problem with that. I think that would be an absolutely unbelievably tremendous thing. And I think Johnny Gargano, as Bubba says, is the perfect personification of that. So I have no issue with that if that were to happen. What are your thoughts on that? Let me know by getting in touch with the show, which of course I will remind you how to do at the end of the program. WrestleTalk.com is reporting that there's been a change to a match for AEW Double or Nothing. The following is the article. One of the most highly anticipated matches for AEW's first official show, Double or Nothing, is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Matt and Nick Jackson, along with Kenny Omega, were on a panel at C2EC in Chicago. They spoke about AEW and announced a new stipulation for the match at the Double or Nothing show. The Young Bucks appeared in a AAA show this month and captured the AAA Tag Team Championships from Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, the duo known as the Lucha Brothers. The duo announced today that their match with Lucha Brothers at Double or Nothing will be for their newly won championship. The trio were also asked about the production of AEW and they said that the set will not be the same as All In in September 2018. Nick Jackson said that they have spent $100,000 more than they initially budgeted for the event and his brother Matt would go on to add, you should see the production we are having going into the event. I've seen the mock-up for the set and they are sparing no expense. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be incredible. The duo were also asked how AEW will be presented and they said it will attract not only wrestling fans but anyone. We have a sense of humor and we think life is funny and wrestling is silly. 
we also like to think storylines should make sense and there should be continuity. Wow, what a foreign concept there, eh? Wrestling fans, one thing about our show that it's going to be different in that way. We're not going to treat this like a wrestling show. We're going to treat it like a show you would watch on Netflix or HBO or Showtime. Something that you could generally be entertained by. Something that's not just wrestling fans could watch, but anybody can watch and enjoy. That is a really interesting concept right there that the Bucks are talking about because it sounds to me like they want AEW to be presented as though AEW was a mixture of pro wrestling and the Being the Elite YouTube show, which could be a really, really interesting thing and definitely, definitely something we haven't seen before. And it makes me really, really curious as to what Double or Nothing is going to look like. Hawk, the former Neville, reportedly has visa issues which prevent him from being able to come to the U.S. right now, which means he's had to pull out of his WrestleCon appearances WrestleMania weekend, as well as all scheduled independent wrestling appearances. That's really sad news for Pac, and I hope he's able to straighten that out really, really soon. According to F4W Online, NXT's Keith Lee is currently out of action due to injury. No further details regarding the nature of the injury were said to have been given. So that's a real shame because it appeared after Keith Lee was the one that exited out, won Cashizono, and then had that interesting no contest match with Donovan Dijak or Dominic Dijakovic, as he's now known in NXT, that they were building a feud on the WWE level between him and Dijakovic, continuing their awesome feud from the Indies. So that makes me really sad that we won't get to see that come to fruition now, apparently. Get well soon, Keith Lee. The Revival Scott Dawson wants the Young Bucks to wrestle the Revival and quote-unquote make money. During a WWE press conference call, WWE Raw Tag Team Champion Scott Dawson spoke to WrestleTalk about his thoughts on Madden Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks. I think there is a special bond that they have because they're brothers. And there's a special bond that Dash and I have. A special bond that not many tag teams have. When you have bonds like that, there is money to be made. We are from North Carolina. They are from California. When asked about whether he and Dash Wilder would like to work with the brothers, Dawson said, I think there is potential for money to be made with the Young Bucks. Hell yeah, I want to work with them. Fight them. Hell yeah, I want to make money with them. The expletive F the revival that they said about us, I guarantee they would not say that to my face. So, yet more teasing right out of the mouth of the revival about a match with the Young Bucks. I really, really want to see this match, whether the revival has to leave WWE, if they're allowed to leave when their contracts expire, or whether or not there is some kind of dream crossover between AEW and WWE. Like Scott Dawson says, this is a money, money, money matchup. And I would love, love, love to see it happen. Alexa Bliss has made her in-ring return at a house show. Five-time WWE Women's Champion Alexa Bliss, who hasn't wrestled on WWE TV since 
January 28th, Raw returned to the ring at last night's house show in Trenton, New Jersey. Alexa's Moment of Bliss segment with Natalya was interrupted by Lacey Evans prompting a two-on-one beatdown of Natty until Nikki Cross came out to make the save. A time match followed, which was won by Natalya and Nikki Cross, as Bliss tapped out to the sharpshooter as the latter's in-ring future continues to come into question following numerous knee injuries recently. What's interesting is that Bliss's last house show match was on March 8th, so she's actually not had that long out of the ring. This would signify that she is actually cleared to wrestle, but perhaps WWE would just prefer her as an on-screen personality and talk show host. The goddess has been named the host of WrestleMania 35, implying that she probably won't be part of a match on that show either. Or, or could this actually be, and this is me interjecting opinion now, by the way, if that wasn't obvious, not reading news, could this possibly mean that Alexa appearing more at house shows means that the whole host thing is a swerve? Oscar right now doesn't have an opponent. I know we're supposed to get an opponent for Oscar on Tuesday, but what if Alexa Bliss and inserts herself into that mix? Or better yet, something happens that screws up that ending. We don't have a match for Asuka. Asuka comes out, says she wants a match at Mania only to have Bliss's music hit and take on the SmackDown Women's Champion. I know that Bliss is a Raw superstar now, but that is something I would definitely, definitely love to see as those two go at it. WWE apparently wants a Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania appearance. It was previously reported that WWE will be bringing in Hulk Hogan for WrestleMania 35 weekend, but there is another mammoth name that has been doing the round, that being Stone Cold Steve Austin. In addition to Hogan, according to PW Insider, WWE could be looking for more legends for WrestleMania weekend, including Stone Cold. We are told that WWE is currently finalizing plans for other names from the past they have been working to bring in for WrestleMania weekend, as well with Steve Austin's name floating around quite a bit. Austin last appeared on WWE TV for the Raw 25th anniversary show in January of 2018. That's really cool. Stone Cold, of course, is a true legend of the business, and I would love to see him be a part of WrestleMania. As long as Stone Cold can do something good at Mania and not feel like he's just being thrown into Mania for the sake of being thrown into Mania, I'm all for that. I think that would be great. That's all the news that I want to cover today, as I want to save the rumored WrestleMania card for next week's program to see if we get more finalization for the card before I discuss it. So let's move on to your mailbag, shall we? My buddy Abby, Becky Lynch fangirl, on Instagram asked me, what are my thoughts on Ricochet and Aleister Black as a tag team? Well, I really like them as a team. As I've said before on the show, I think they are a great team and they have great chemistry together. But I think it's a big waste to have them as a tag team. They clearly are big enough stars that they should be and could be seen as single stars. 
So I would rather them be single stars, but if they have to be a tag team right now, I think they're doing great. They're putting on great matches. So as long as they're being featured, I'm not complaining. One of the best and the worst WWE Studios movies. That question comes in from a family member of mine who wishes to remain anonymous. Well, I haven't seen every one of them, believe it or not. But the two worst, in my opinion, that I saw were the chaperone with Triple H where he's playing a dad that just comes out of jail and is trying to make good with his daughter. And it's just a comedy that's not funny in the least. And then the other one that I thought had good potential but just really fell flat was The Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was kind of like The Hunger Games but a real Hunger Games. Like criminals being trapped on an island and being forced to be violent against each other to escape. So yeah, it was a really good concept but just not one that was able to flow together and make a lot of sense. But the two best WWE Studios movies, bar none, have been The Marine Six. And yes, Becky Lynch is in it, but she's only part of it. So I'm not being biased here. I just think that the plotline, the story, and the acting by all involved was some of the strongest WWE Studios has ever done. And then by far, the strongest with the biggest budget and best cast and more true to life than anything ever been presented about professional wrestling as a wrestling movie, not a documentary, but just a movie with real life elements to it, of course, is Fighting With My Family, the true story of Soraya Knight, aka Paige, which features the lights of Nick Frost as her father, Lena Headey as her mother, and of course, The Rock making cameo appearances in it. So if you haven't had a chance to see Fighting With My Family, Definitely go and check that one out. And my longtime supporter, David Griffin, asked a ton of questions. David, I just didn't have time this week to get into everything. A lot of what you asked me just took away too much thought to get into. So I'm just going to be honest with you that I'm going to save a lot of that for next week. So don't think that I skipped over your questions. I'm just taking more time to think about them, and even answering the one I'm going to answer in full. But I'm going to answer partially your question about WrestleMania matches and about Intercontinental title matches. You wanted to know what, in my opinion, the best WrestleMania of all time was, and that is hands down WrestleMania 20. Just the most stacked card that's probably ever going to exist in the history of WWE, in terms of who was involved, where they were at the time, and just the way the card is structured. If you've never seen WrestleMania 20, go out of your way to check it out. And the greatest Intercontinental Championship match is the one that I played in the beginning of this show, the clips from Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog at SummerSlam 1992 at United Kingdom's Wembley Stadium. This thing was so full of emotion and just really, really beautifully, beautifully old storyline work. Just didn't need a lot there because it was already there with the brother-in-law storyline aspect 
between the two, Dana Hart, what she going to do? Is she going to choose her brother or her husband? Is somebody going to turn heel because of what happened with those two facing off? Just everything there really, really worked. And in my opinion, makes for the greatest Intercontinental Championship match with a close second behind it being WrestleMania 3 with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man Randy Savage, which was a gold standard bearer for a lot of the modern great wrestling that we've come to know and love. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition. I will see you all next week with the news and mailbag episode. And of course, if all goes according to plan, I will see you on Tuesday with your Monday Night Raw review. As always, you can get in touch with the show via email at Podcast, via Instagram at Podcast, via Twitter at Pod. Also, if you haven't already done so, if this was your first time hearing the show, please hit subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform today and do please leave a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts to really help the algorithm and really spread the word about the show. And if you really enjoy this podcast and really want to see the show grow and you have the financial means to do so, you can now be a financial backer of the podcast through our host, Anchor.fm. You will find the link in the description of each and every episode going forward. And as always, this has been your Rise Man's Reality Check.